Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to The Author Show with Mackenzie Stewart and Amy Shannon. We have over 15 years of literary experience between us. Our mission is to educate and assist authors of all writing levels. Well, hello, Amy. How are you today? Not too bad. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. And um, we have a really great show lined up for our listeners today. We have um, Philip and Stella on today. How are you? Doing fine. Thank you. Doing okay. Thank you very much for the welcome. <laughs> you, you are so welcome. You're so welcome. Um, so one of the things that we always like our guests to do is to tell us a little bit about yourself. So give us the your backstory. Tell us about you so you can connect with uh, new readers out there with our audience and also with your followers as well. Well, I am Stella Lemarque. I um, was born in Paris, and then I moved on to uh, the USA uh, like 46 years ago. And uh, over there, I started, uh, I learned to be chef. And uh, then I met, I, I did meet Philip in Los Angeles. And then from there, we decided, both of us, yeah, to... Uh, to go as a couple working for the rich and famous people. And that's what we did. Uh, and now I'm going to leave Philip to tell his story. <laughs> well, my story is a little bit different. You know, I uh, moved to the US quite many years ago. Uh, I went into the restaurant business and I opened the bicycle shop cafe, which was very famous. And at one time I needed a chef. And I met uh, Stella and I said, you want to take care of my kitchen? She said, yes. And she took care of it and made it a beautiful restaurant and very successful. That's such a sweet story. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It warms my heart. It really does. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Um, well, can you tell us a little bit about your um, your book that you're wanting to promote today? Well, uh something happened in our life we unfortunately lost our fortune and then we had to find a job and uh, at my age it was a little bit difficult but i have a beautiful woman here very smart <laughs> and she uh, said why don't we work as a couple for the rich and famous and that's what we did for five years and, I'll let and you... then, the, so we did it. And from there, that's why when we stopped, that's why we decided to, to, uh, to make a novel of some of the, the, the Jewish, the, the, the story, the that, story ha that happened, you know, while, while we are working there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, actually the book, it's called uh, Bonjour Neverland. Why? Uh, because it actually it's a play on word where the uh, protagonist, Sophie and Pierre, which are us actually, 
uh, have a dream to buy a home in Provence, will they ever reach their dream? Will it be never land or will it be always land? Who knows? You have to read the book for that. <laughs> well, thank you. Really, uh, I like that. Uh, um, I must say that I do subscribe to uh, your newsletter um, for Bonjour Land, and um, I always find what you write very interesting. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there is one coming up in a couple of days, so. <laughs> okay. Anyway, also Neverland being a play on word because we worked at Neverland for Michael Jackson. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um I've I've heard the story. I me personally, so you all have shared that story with me, but share, if you can share that story with the audience because I think it's very uh, a very interesting story. Yeah, they are. They are very interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, we, uh, you know, we had some adventures in the realm of the rich and famous, and the one, the last book that we published, Captain Hook, uh, that was in Florida. Yeah. When we 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 moved at one point, we moved to Florida. And we, uh, through an agency, of course, we got uh, that job, that very, very rich guy. We call him uh, Captain Hook because he was, yeah, he did own uh, lots of uh, boats sure. and taking uh, people uh, out in the Caribbean, you know, going on a... Um, on a short cruise. Short cruise and everything. So, and, yeah. and that was very, very fun. Fun and uh, funny to work for him. Yeah, actually, he will at night tell stories of the Schwarzbuckler's that roamed the seas of the Caribbean islands 250 years ago with the plenty of nuggets of rum. <laughs> very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, so it sounds like one of the things that you all are are doing is leveraging, you know, some of the um, adventures, I'm going to call it adventures, um, when, uh, you know, you're working with celebrities and, you know, creating a story around that. Um, so when, when you're thinking about your next book, right, your next piece of work, um, you know, are you going to um, def definitely reach back for those experiences and creating, creating, you know, some of your characters that are immersed in those types of settings? Because we well, have the, the mm -hmm, go ahead. Yeah, actually the next book will be the number five, which, we, which will be the closing book of the series. And it will be the end of the series, the closing. What happens to the main characters and how they are successful at doing their dreams or not. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. think that you will, um, continue writing even if you're writing different stories. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, I have started actually to work on the the sequel of the story, which is called Bonjour Provence, because now the two protagonists will be in Provence, and that's a new story coming up. Well, we look forward to reading it and hearing more about it. So. Um, you're in uh, France now? Yes. 
Do you, yes. do you, um, is that where you're, you're living now or are, are, will you be returning to the States or? Well, yeah, we will be doing six months here and six months in the state. Yeah. Oh, it sounds very exciting. It is. <laughs> it is. I mean, Amy, they they live such a such a wonderful life. I mean, I would be, I would love to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. My goodness. Is so. Is what? there? Is there a um, excerpt? You know, from you know the book that you're promoting today that you would like to read, so our audience can get a feel for your writing style and to really dive into those. Um, into you know that particular story well actually the captain hooks had two stories before uh, the story of the captain with two different people who work for and i have an excerpt here which called the greenhouse secret how can you grow pot behind the beverly hills hotel what are you kidding me behind the beverly hills hotel yep right behind this majestic and world-renowned landmark. I I don't know what to say. Nothing to say, except who would have ever suspected a marijuana farm growing in a greenhouse in view of all in one of the most exclusive homes right in the heart of most secured town of California. Sophie let herself plunk onto the white leather chair. Hope nobody will ever notice our intrusion. I shake my shoulders and a sigh. We did a good job at masking our entrance. Anyway, those involved are people who live in the house. No, it's the gardener. The owners have no clue. They could be arrested for growing illegal stuff. How weird. Can you imagine Madame in jail? We'll be able to bring oranges to her. That's a little skirt from that uh, part there in uh, the Greenhouse Secret. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure to hear an author read their own words on our show. It's something that we look forward to. And whether we've read it um, or we haven't read it yet, um, it kind of helps, you know, it it gives your voice to the story when uh, when yeah. you read it and when we read it we can you know feel um your your passion and your emotion for writing it i must say that for all your adventures you write very well so you you both have this talent of putting your stories together and um they are very enjoyable i mean when when you're reading your story you're you're um, the reader is immersed into what is going on and wondering what's happened next. So um, I really, I, I, as a couple for you two, you, you, you're doing, you do so much together and it is, it's not something you see all the time. So you two, I know you've been together, um, for a really long time. And I, I just want to say that um, it is uh, an honor and a pleasure to know that there are couples like you in the world that work together, play together, stay together. Um, 
fight together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. Example, yes. <laughs> but it's still there. I mean, yeah. and I, that's not, it's not something that hap you see every day anymore. So I, I applaud your coupleness. <laughs> you know, writing is not so easy, but when you have two to write, it's even worse. It's even, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was gonna be my next question is you know <laughs> how you you when you put it together, um, because when 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 we read your finished product, it's kind of like all in one voice so we don't always see how you know and that's what it's supposed to be you you shouldn't be able to tell you know that there's two authors it should be even if there's 50 names on it just that um it's kind of like telling it all in in one voice so how do you two sit down and you know do you brainstorm do you write your own stuff and then smush it together how, how does that work for you two well, I started working, and after I did the two, three days of work, I gave it to Stella. Then she tears everything down and said, it's no good, and she rewrite it. And, <laughs> and that's how it goes. And then you agree with everything she says, right? <laughs> no, I, yes. Some, sometimes. <laughs> But finally, yeah. you know, we bring it to the editor and she uh, says, well, you should do that. You should do that. You should do that. And then I give it to Stella and uh, she does it. She's no, great. No, I think <laughs> no, we have to, no. Um, you know, I write stuff by myself and then I give it to Philip because he's, he's better. He's on this one. He's better than I. So he's, uh, yeah, he's the one that... Uh, well, anyway, on, uh, I just use one one voice when I write because you know you cannot use two voices. It it will be confusing to the readers. Right. Yes. So, uh, I've read I, books like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not so great stories. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you're reading two different stories in one story. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't always work. So now yeah. sometimes I can see if. Um, if you know one person is working on a certain character right because all the characters are different and you know how they interact so i can see it from that perspective character development but i definitely do agree with everyone that the book should definitely be very seamless as though one yeah. person is actually writing it mm -hmm. absolutely yeah 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 that's what it is one one voice you know that's what we do so we we love each other i love my wife and and uh, we managed to get it together anyway. But also, <laughs> that, uh, the editor that we have, she is a fantastic. Oh yeah. Too. yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she can uh, she can uh, sort things out and say you should use this and part put and it this together part. And, and yeah, yeah. she is really fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let me ask you. So, so I'm kind of drawing back on my memory because we've had many conversations together um so do you all have a cookbook uh not yet but it's in a preparation yeah well she's okay. working on it yeah I'm, I'm working on it yeah yeah because i would like to eat some of the food that you cooked uh, and prepared for the rich and famous so yeah, i can right? be in that I can be yeah. in that headspace when I'm eating it, right? I'm like, oh, so and so ate yeah. this. Oh, that'd be great. 
And you know the yeah, Parisian, Parisian. yeah, Parisian. Yes. And you know the book actually uh, each will have a story about the person that we serve, and mm -hmm. it will be a full dinner with appetizer, soup, entree, vegetables, uh, you know, and dessert. And there will be a recipe for everything. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's definitely great. So it will be a little bit different layout than other cookbook. Definitely. And, and, and yeah, and that's that's like your your marketing um pitch, right? Um, yes. On how different that will be, and and you know, people I think will be very intrigued to know that this meal was prepared for you know someone famous. So I think that is something that you have that other people um, don't in, you know, creating those types of cookbooks. Yeah. The only uh, little problem, is not a problem, but uh, most of those people we serve, like Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Marlon Brando, Michael Jackson, you know, they all passed away. But other than that, yeah. But will be, they didn't uh, pass away because of the cooking. Huh? No. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, that's that's true. That's Thanks true. <laughs> I wanted to point out, you know. <laughs> yeah, they were still alive after you finished. They finished their meal, so that's good. <laughs> and we even had the Reagan and his wife yeah. Nancy when he was president. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And the serviceman came and said, when you talk to the president, say, Monsieur President. And Stella said, no, he's not my president. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> and they insisted on it. And Stella said? Yeah, I told them. Yeah, they insisted. So uh, <laughs> like you want, if you want he's to... a great guy he's a great guy though he's very charming wonderful guy everything but you know politically he was not my kind of uh, guy so when the secret service came and said you have to call him Mr. President all the time I said certainly not he was never <laughs> my president so I will not call him Mr. President you have to, I, don't, I say, there is no otherwise. If you want to eat, you better stop asking me that foolish question. <laughs> or get out of my kitchen. And they all out. Yeah. And I did. I never call him Mr. President. I call him Mr. Regal. <laughs> I, I love your spunk. I really do. That. Oh, definitely. <laughs> And I was mad after Philip because he was there around him. Mr. President, Mr. President. <laughs> well, you know, in our case, uh, she's the cooking and I used to be the, the maitre d'. So I served the wine and everything else. So I had to talk to them. She didn't have to talk to them. She's in the kitchen. Yeah. That's right. true. <laughs> but they came to the kitchen. Oh, yeah, they, they came, came after, yeah. yeah. They came and, to, thank anyway, you. that was one, uh, yeah. And they wanted your recipe, too. Yeah. The, the soup, so yeah. we had to send the recipe. But they said, don't send it to the White House because we cannot get any message from anyone at the White House. Send it right. to our chef. In, the, um, in Santa Barbara. Santa they are at the ranch in Santa Barbara, yeah. No, that's great. I mean, you know, these these stories are really great and, um, you know, putting them, you know, on paper and um, really hearing 
um, the two of you, you know, talk about it. And um, you, you two are just funny as can be. You are, um, I definitely can see why, you know, you were invited into um, people's homes um, because you, you all are definitely doing some really great work. And I'm sure I haven't tasted anything yet, but um, I can't wait for the cookbook to come out so I can uh, mimic uh, what you shared with, with others, your love of food. Well, you'll be finally able to eat well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> you can buy Los Angeles one day, you know, who, who knows? Why don't you, you, yeah? Yeah, and you can buy uh, Provence when we are in Provence, you know, you are welcome. You will be welcome. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And I need to, I need to um, travel more. So let me just say that I need to travel more. And I definitely would love to, um, to go to France. Just, just def definitely would love to. Yeah. Well, right now it's not very good, but you know, because they're on strike. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So now that's not the time. <laughs> I, I was wondering, um, do you, uh, I know you publish your books in English, but do you publish them in French as well? Well, to tell you the truth, this is the story, actually. Uh, we were never writers, but at one time I was writing a, a review of what the, we were doing and a little journal and a friend started to read it and he said, why don't you make a story out of this? So we joined the club in Acton, a writer's club, and we started to write and people enjoyed what we were writing. So we decided to go on and on. And uh, we finally wrote that book. Uh, and the fifth one is coming up in about a month. And uh, uh, we were able to write in English, but we could never be able to write in French. We lost all our vocabulary. Well, for, yeah, for 60 years, yeah, yeah. you've been uh, yeah. writing and uh, reading, yeah. you know, and for myself, 46 years, you know, writing and reading, we, the only way, we only talk French when we were together and in our home, but, oh. you know, the only time, otherwise yeah. we were always uh, speaking English. When we had a friend over, they were, of course, US, so we speak, you know, that's the first thing to do is to speak English. Yeah. Right. So uh, it was kind of uh, difficult here for us at the beginning, to even to, to put it down on French, because French is so difficult. French language, it's... Uh, I just yeah, read not too long ago that France has one million words. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought the English has more words. No, uh, wait, supposedly yeah. the French have more. But, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, no. Oh, okay. When you dream in English, you can write in English. Yeah. Can you <laughs> so, dream in English? <laughs> you can write in English, yeah. So we're going to have to have a French translator. For translator, our... yeah, to, to translate, yeah. Oh, wow. We are working on it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, I think that uh, that was a great question. And, you know, that's very valid, you know, what you're saying as far as you know, because you, you do, if you're speaking another language, you are really missing, um, you know, the contextualness of, of what you're actually saying. Yes. So, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand. So um, if you could um, tell the, the, re- the, the, the viewers, the listeners out there, uh, where they can actually find your work, um, how can they get, um, be a part of your um, newsletter? Um, I subscribe to it. It's really great. Um, and it really, um, I really do see your personality come through in that newsletter as well. So tell us how we can get all that great information. Well, you can uh, go to our website, which is very simple to find because it's called bonjourneverland.com. So that's where it is. Then there is, a, uh, at the bottom of the first page, there is a, a registration where you can register and uh, you will be on our list. That's, Great. Because we have yeah. that, we do also have that website listed on our website under our guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and also on Amazon. Uh, Amazon yeah. on we, uh, we have our books on Amazon. Yes. They are on Amazon, and actually, there we have, we have four books right now, which is uh, Stormy Sophie, Money Galore, uh, Silver Fox. Silver Fox is mainly the book that talks about when we were working for Michael, and then the new one, which is Captain Hook, and the last one will be Clint. Clint, because this is the worst job that we ever had. And (laughs) it was in Provence and the guy was tied up with the mafia and it was kind of scary things happened there. Wow, you certainly have lived and survived. (laughs) Well, we do want to thank you for being our guest. The listeners, as Amy mentioned, can find your information on our website called Our Guests. Thank you. Well, um, so the saga goes on about, you know, saving your um, information. And so um, I had to have a high-level high, high, um, high team to try to extract it for me. So I'm still working on that. I had to have the, oh, the man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess better, yeah. So we'll see, um, but it's worth me getting it because my intellectual property is on there, and I definitely want to make sure that I'm able to pick up my books and start writing again. So um, I'm at a place right now I'm feeling very good and confident that I can focus, and so that's what I, I want to start working on, again, my work. So, we, look, so we'll see. Well, that's good. I, I hope they can um, retrieve your information for you. Yeah, so this is a lesson learned. So, you know, um, just the listeners out there, just please make sure that you're saving your work uh, in multiple different places. Uh, Perhaps it's a good idea to use uh, some sort of Google document because it saves it as you go along, and so you can actually retrieve your your information that way. So um, um, lesson learned, and um, that's all I can say. Yeah, and even if they like um, writing on a com- on the computer, they can upload it to um, your Google Drive, or you can copy it. it. Depends on, you know, if you have cloud drives. So um, I know that when I bought like a USB stick, it also came with like a, um, 
I don't remember the number, but it also came with access to my own cloud drive. So um, that sometimes that's worth getting too. You know, you can save it to the cloud, um, but I always try to save it in multiple places. And then also, once it's pretty much done, I save it as a PDF too. So um, just to those are less likely to get corrupted once the work is done. Uh-huh. So. I do it that way as well. But, ah, yeah, okay. sometimes we don't think of these things until something bad happens. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so uh, there we go. So what what's going on with um, Amy Bookshelf Reviews? Well, I'm um, getting – it's interesting. I'm getting um, – the past few weeks I've been getting requests from – Authors that I haven't heard from in quite a while. Mm-hmm. I had this one author. She's like, "Can you read this book?" And and you know, and I looked at it. I'm like, "I know the name, sounded familiar." And then when mm-hmm. I looked it up, I it was a book that I had already reviewed. I'm like, "I reviewed all these books that were yours." She's like, "Oh, well, I have another one coming out. Will you do that one?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." But it, you know, is interesting that um and i've had that happen before authors will say can you read this you know review my book for me and because it's been a couple years and i look at the title and something i already read so um you know authors should take notes too (laughs) right and you know you are um, very organized with that so you know when you've already read something but uh, right and so authors should know um, that you've already reviewed something previously as well. Yeah, it's it's just you know I mean I have spreadsheets um, of every you know sheets uh, files and stuff, and I have them broken down um, in different forms of the alphabet just so I could um, because it's a lot you know it's over twelve hundred authors and counting, and that's not counting the repeat number of times they had come back and got more books reviewed. Some authors, I've read every single thing they've written. Um, so I keep track. And then there's sometimes if you try to sneak in, like like you've read from, uh, you know, reviews from me before, and then I look it up and I'm like, no. And I look it up in more than one place, you know. I look it up um, as the author's name. I look it up. I have... Uh, paper copies, and I also have file copies, and not just what's on my blog, but uh, like notepads. That's how I write my reviews in a notepad and then do copy and paste. I have all of my reviews I've ever written. So oh, I, wow. can, I can easily check to see if I've read for an author. And sometimes it's just because they they're emailing me or requesting me with their real name, and I only know mm-hmm. them based on their pen name. Um, right. And that can be a little confusing, too. So I try to clarify mm-hmm. that. And I'm actually updating my – I have a master author list. Um, I've been in the process of updating that with also their real names because there was some miscommunication between me and an author who was – sending me emails in two different email addresses and two different names and she was talking about the same book and the same thing. So uh, 
that kind of prompted me to be like, you know, I have the master list, which is the easiest way for me to look to see if I've reviewed four, but I'm adding, and I'm slowly doing that, adding if I have their real name, which I never divulge any author's real name to anybody, but I, if I can keep track of it, you know, if they email me as themselves, <laughs> then I know, you know, who, what book they're talking about or what pen name. Mhm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so Amy, it seems like um, in order to be a reviewer, it's a really good tip for the person to definitely be organized, and so they have to figure out how they're going to organize themselves because it seems like you have things saved in more than one place. Um, and then you're able to get back with the authors, you know, rather quickly. So, you know, having, um, you know, a sense of, you know, checking your email several times a day, just making sure you actually keep track. So if somebody wants to get into being a book reviewer, what advice would you give them and, um, and talk a little bit about your story? Well, um, anyone that would wa- wants to do this, I mean, you're not making money out of it. You know, it's just something that you do. If you love to read, you know, what's a few lines about the book you've read? Um, when I first started, um, I had a very simple blog. Um, and then once it started picking up, I moved it over to a blog that was a lot easier for for me to use. And, and it looked better and everything like that. I, my, I started doing this. I always loved to read. Um, I mean, as a writer, you should also be a reader. That's my belief. Um, but I um, I met another author. She was a children's author. Um, and through LinkedIn, uh, about people looking, and she was looking for someone to review her work. And then um, she was wanted somebody, you know, and she said, oh, I'll, I'll read anything you wrote you know, you wrote, and then I'll write reviews. And it wasn't like, you know, give me five stars and I'll give you five stars. It was like, you know, being honest. And we didn't, um, you know, we never met in person. We've only, um, you know, communicated through LinkedIn or through email. Um, Together we were going to start a blog of reviews, you know, and just first starting out with each other's work and, seeing how that did, and then reviewing anything we were reading at the time. Um, But unfortunately, um, before that could happen, uh, she passed away uh, from cancer. She did let me know that when she was going into the hospice, so I knew she didn't have much time left. Um, So with that, I, I was trying to figure out, is should I keep doing this? And I thought, yes. I am going to start off the blog, and I did. I started off with, I read all of her children's books, and they were books for children who have cancer, and, you know, they could beat it. You know, they were, um, some of the, they were just wonderful stories. Um, And uh, I know that a lot of her books were, um, donated to a, a local um, ho- children's hospital um, so kids could see that, you know, um, you know, not a lot of people write about that, you know, kids with cancer and their stories and, you know, fighting it and being strong and brave, things like that. 
Um, so actually the first reviews that I posted were my reviews of her work. And then after about a year or so, I moved everything over to a better blog, and that included re-entering all the old blog stuff and moving it over. Um, and then after, I think it wasn't until, I started 2014, but it wasn't really until like 2016 where I found that there were, um, you know, book reviewer directories. And once I had my name listed on like three of them, the reviews were coming in, so they wanted things coming in. And I used to be able to give them a turnaround time. I can't do that anymore. Um, and there were times when I had to put a freeze on what I was accepting um, or accepting anything until I could um, catch up because I had that many requests. Um, but over the years, I learned how to do it better, how to be organized better, how to uh, make things easier for myself. Um, you know, I send out a spreadsheet now, but I used to be the one that would take all the information the author gave me, put it in the spreadsheet, and then put it in my database. And that, I found, was just taking too much time. So I created a template, and that's what I send out to the authors for them to fill in. Yeah, you. It, the spreadsheet was a little intimidating for me when I received it, um, just because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was like flying from the seat of my pants. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, they they told me they meaning the um, the publicist was like, yeah, you know, um, this is what you should do, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> and you know, contact her. And so originally when they contacted you. They, you were not, you were not reading my genre, and yeah, so yeah, I was trying to catch up at that time. There was a lot of times where I would get an influx because people would read the directory, and since mm-hmm. I was any genre, I had to put a freeze on a lot of stuff. Mhm, mhm. And so after after the public, after I used all my my hours with the publicist. Um, it was she was it was really nice of her to reach back and say hey um, you reach out to her because now she is accepting your genre so reach back out and so I did and so um, that when I got the the Excel and then there's a lot of things that I just didn't even know it, that you had to tell me like hey you know you don't have an author's page on Amazon you don't have the and I was like oh wow okay and I was like thank you because I didn't even know um, but I think that. You know, all that stuff is definitely very helpful, um, you know, in, in figuring and finding that kind of stuff out. Yeah, I mean, some people are like, you know, they're like, they're not sure. Some people are not really computer literate. Um, so they are intimidated by just filling in a spreadsheet because they don't know anything about it. So I actually have a text version that they can fill in through the email. You know, just type in the answers, and then they can, um, you know, send that to me, and then I will fill in a spreadsheet for them because my whole database is based on Excel. But if they have a Mac, they can send me the Mac version of a spreadsheet, and then I'll convert it and then add it to my um, my spreadsheets where they need to go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So let me ask you this. So um, as a reviewer, what advice um, would you give authors? I mean, I know you're an author yourself, but as a reviewer from that particular perspective, what advice would you give to um, authors, a new author? First thing I would tell them that um, before they, um, you know, contact a reviewer, um, they should look at, maybe look up um, book book reviewer directories. And a lot of them will tell you, um, some of them they just, anybody can list. Um, but there are some, um, like the indie book reviewer, it's a directory, and those, the people that run that site, they validate the information before they add it to their page, and then you know they make sure their links are are correct, and they do that periodically. And you have to be to stay on that list. You have to be active in accepting reviews. Um, so when I put a review freeze, and I wanted to still kind of be active on that list, um, I wasn't accepting new requests but I was accepting requests from repeat authors so I could still say I was active, um, actively accepting new requests. If you are an author and you're looking for a book reviewer, read their policies, read their rules. Um, If there's something that if they want you to pay and they're not Publishers Weekly or um, Kirkus Reviews and they want you to pay, in order just to read your book, or if you pay, I'll give you five stars, that's not really a book review, and that's you know up to you. If you pay for a re- review, your review cannot be posted on Amazon. Um, and Amazon checks out their reviewers. Um, so you all have to be on the up and up. Me, I accept donations, um, and sometimes the donations can be placed Um, or be for a certain position on my list that would um, say you don't want to be at the end. You want to get a review as soon as you can. I have also, I've changed my policy on my express reviews. Um, So if you want to get, like, your book is released in, like, two days and you want me to read it and review it to get posted on that day, um, there is a, a donation charge for that, um, and I have everything listed out on my request page. It says donations, and donations are not required for me to read your book. You do not need to send me any money to read and review your work. It will be added to my list, and your book will be read, and it will be reviewed, and I will contact you um, every when you send me something, a request, a question, whatever, status report. Well, if you ask for a status, I will just direct you to my page where you can see where your book is listed because um, I found I was getting a lot of status uh, requests. When is my book going to be reviewed? So that's why I posted my list and my release calendar on my website so people don't have to send me emails. They can just go look. But if you're, that's something that's really important. As an author, 
before you send your book, you find the reviewer you want to read your book, and it's the right genre. You have to make sure of that. Me, I do any genre, uh, from children's books to erotic books to do-it-yourself, self-help, whatever the genre. Um, I do read. Um, some people do not. A lot of people like to read what's in their comfort zone or what they enjoy to re- um, reading. So make sure your book fits with the reviewer. And then follow the directions um, from the reviewer. Not all reviewers um, will let you know when your review has been posted. You just kind of, you might be looking at your book on Amazon and, oh, I got another review. And then you see that it was somebody that you requested maybe last year or something. Not everybody responds. And I know this because I used to send out my books to be reviewed. You know, I did all the research and things like that in my own books. And a lot of them, I only, if they were read and reviewed, I only found out because I happened to be looking at my, um, my Amazon page or my Goodreads page or something like that. Um, I respond to every email, usually within 24 hours, but I say, you know, expect something within 72 hours. That just gives me a little leeway if I'm not feeling well for, or whatever. Very good, good and helpful advice. So thank you, thank you for that. Um, it was very nice to, um, you know, you know, to have you know you let let us know whenever you're going to uh, post our review. That's always very helpful. And one of the things that we know with everything that we do uh, in the world these days, you know, we look at a review to see if we're going to. Uh, want to even purchase something, and so that even goes to books as well. It was very amazing when, because that's what we do just in general, but it was amazing that when I asked, you know, the people who were buying my book, hey, write a review, and then I was like, hey, because when you purchase something, you look at reviews, and it didn't dawn on them to post a review, so they were like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll post a review, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do that, and yeah. so, um, hmm and they don't think of it as much as if they're, like, reading a print copy, um, mm-hmm. you know. If they're reading it on, say, like a Kindle, um, you know, an actual Kindle and reading a Kindle book at the end, and I don't think this happens if you just read it off the Kindle app, like on your PC, but if it's on an actual any Kindle device, when you get to the and it'll ask you if you want to leave a review, and you can do it right then and there. Um, you know, it kind of reminds you. Um, but you're right, a, a lot of people don't think about it, um, leaving a review, especially if they have the print copy. I mean, me, I like both. I mean, I have literal bookshelves filled, and they're actually like books behind books on <laughs> my shelves. Um, and I have one dedicated to all the books that authors send me, um, and those are wonderful gifts, and I love it when they sign it, you know, um, and some people send me some swag and things like that, but if you're sending an author, a, a review of your work, it's also important to make sure that it's pretty much published ready, 
you know, it, it might, maybe it needs one more edit or something, but pretty much it's published ready because you don't want to send them the first or second draft because, I mean, I look at my first or second draft. I wouldn't want anybody to read that because it's not polished. It's not finished. Even though it's finished, it's not finished. And mm-hmm. that's really important. No, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it it is because, you know, it's really hard to read a story um, and really get behind the story when there's so many errors in it, right? Um you know, yeah, and I, 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 would, I wouldn't let anybody review my fifth or sixth draft, you know what I'm saying, because I'm still working on it. And so you're exactly. right, have it, have it to the point where you're ready to publish it. Um, and because, the, I, cause, you know, I won't give you my work unless it is like. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, no, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to. Um, and so. Then once I clean it up a lot, I'll let you read it, and then, you know, you'll kind of check for some things for me. But other than that, you know, things have too many errors in it. And I, I think that that's definitely something that, that gives indie authors just a bad name when, um, you know, when someone's picking up something that, that's published. I'm saying published. I'm not saying going to a reviewer. I'm saying published, published and out there. And out there. Even yep. if it's 99, I think that um, if I'm – using my hard-earned money on something, I want it to be a clean draft, um, not a draft, a clean, um, you know, very, very edited and and reviewed um, prior to it being published. And so that sometimes gives um, us as indie authors a bad name because some of the, the, the things aren't being reviewed like it should. Exactly. And what I re- recommend to people, even if, you know, they, they've, you know, always have a second pair of eyes, have an editor, you know, do, you know, edit your your work. But also, once you, you, that's all done, read it in the format it's going to be published as. So if you are um, going to publish, say, only on Kindle and paperback, um, I would recommend printing out your book, reading it that way. And But I would also recommend reading it, you know, convert it to a movie file, and there's different programs to do that. I use Caliber, and they it's free. You can convert it to whatever digital file you want. But read it as the reader is going to read it in the format, because I noticed a lot of times I think, oh, I'm pretty much done, and then I start reading it on the Kindle version, and I see maybe there's a formatting issue or um, not – there's a typo, but it's like a transpose word, like instead of from, it says form, you know, things like that, you know, where it's still a word. So tired eyes might not always catch it, but you might catch it when you read it in, different, in a different format. You know, even have it, your computer or your Kindle um, or whatever device you have, if it can read back to you, you know, that you can do that and and listen to it. Sometimes hearing it out loud or even yourself reading the book out loud, you see how the story flows and if it, you know, it doesn't feel like stunted, especially dialogue. Hmm. Yeah, I really do like that advice. I think that's some really great advice. Um, yeah, you you can never have too many set of eyes looking at something for you um, because you said sometimes you have tired eyes and sometimes you're reading it 
you're reading it, you know what you intend to say, and you're yeah. thinking that that message is being conveyed, but it, but it's really not. Exactly. Um, so I, yeah, so I think it's good having other people read that um, as well. Um, you know, there's been times where I, I was writing something, I had somebody to leave the room, and then only to have the person, me, continue to write and as the person was in the room. And so you have to, you know, it's just those kind of things that you can definitely catch when you have another pair of eyes that's on your stock. Exactly. And when, and if you're reading out loud or listening to, the, like, a computer read it out loud to you, you, you read every single word. You know, you're, right. if you're, like, me, I'm a speed reader. I can read, you know, Sometimes I slow down because the book's just that good. And other times I read um, to, you know, for in, with the intention of writing a review. Um, but when you do that, you, you're you not focused on every single word, especially when you're reading it off the screen or even in a book, you're reading it to yourself. You're, you might miss a word um, or, you know, you just kind of like your eyes might just glaze over that even if it's someone else's work. Um, so reading it aloud, you, it makes you read every single word that's on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I like that because sometimes you can skip something and you think that, you know, you, you, you think that what you wrote was exactly how you meant it to say, but you didn't because you skipped a word. And so, yeah, I, I think that's really helpful too. I, I just say just always get, you know, you know. I think author authors need to have other author friends um, yeah. because your family, gets, your family gets tired of reading your work. And so um, get other author friends to read something for you and give you some feedback um, just so you can um, – you know, you know, get another beta reader to to kind of read and understand what you're trying to say. Um, and you know, if they you know if they tend to like your work, they'll definitely read it and and let you know. But get somebody that's going to be honest with you, and you know, not like negate anything that you've written, but give feedback in a way that not only is receptive to the author getting the feedback. But also, um, you know, it's it's not a, a criticism. It's just this is what I, what I think of your story or whatever. Um, you don't want somebody just because they love you say, oh yeah, I'm, it's fine. <laughs> no, you don't right. want that. Yeah, and then also we as authors we have to have thick skin too. So um, yeah. this has been the after show, and I'm and Mackenzie Stewart. And I'm Amy Shannon, so whether you want to write a book or just read one, we have the show for you. Till next time. Till next time. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.